Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, all right, all right. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct. Um, from Los Angeles, California. Let me just jump right into some of the things that I, uh, I've been thinking about. I wanted to inform you guys. I appreciate the, uh, the support and the love of, of the, the recent episodes. Um, Nick Turturro. I'm so glad that people uh, got a chance to hear him talk. He's a fucking riot. If you haven't heard the uh, interview with Nick Turturro, you should check that out. Follow him on Twitter. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, although I don't think he has any of those, I just think he has Twitter. Um, and of course, the Raging Bull episode, which continues to live on in infamy. And um, shit, I don't know, man, there's just, uh, I'm excited to be talking to you. I'm introducing a new segment that we're starting in the next couple of weeks. It's called You Talking to Me. You Talking to Me? Wait, 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 you talking to me? Hold up, I know you ain't talking to me. Wait, you're talking to me? So basically, you're talking to me segment is you guys can hit us up on, um, email me, just email me at IamRappaport.com um, or you could do it on Twitter if, if, if you can't figure out the email, but IamRappaport.com will be preferred um, or Twitter, Michael Rappaport or the I Am Rappaport podcast. 
and you could ask me questions. You could. I, I prefer if you don't talk shit. I, I'm starting to realize that people are greeting me by cursing me out, but doing it with affection. And 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 I know that the people that are doing that have to be listening to the podcast because I, I feel like people think that when you see me on the street that I want to be cursed out or be called you fuck you. It, it's one thing to read it. Yo, Mike, you fuck you. Uh, yo, Mike, you Jew cocksucker you. It, I, when I read it, I, 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 could, I, I get the context. But when you do it in real life, it, 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 I got to tell you, it's a little alarming, even for me, even when it's done with a, with a, with a, with a smile. To be approached by people, yo, you fuck you. I had a guy. I'm still in my hot yoga class. I'm. St- I've started back up. I, I I took a few weeks off, which is listen. Fuck the thing about working out and, and trying to get in shape or stay in shape. I don't say I actually try to get into any specific shape. Um, but you know, I like to work out. It's a good. It's a good uh, stress relief. I, I feel good. I try to look decent. Uh, but I had a, 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 a guy in, 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 the, in the locker room of my hot yoga class while I was almost totally naked be like, yo, Mike Rap, you fuck you. What's going on? I'm a fan. And, and I appreciate it. But anytime any guys are in a locker room, this is just some, some guy shit. Um, most, most of the time, nobody wants to be talked to, spoken to, or approached by any stranger, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, while you're in a locker room. It's just the type of shit you just don't want. Like, I don't want no one talking to me while I'm, I'm, I'm sweating um, half dead from a hot yoga class, and then, let alone talking to me and starting off being, yo, Mike Rap, you fuck you, okay? Um, I appreciate the support and the love uh, from this guy, and I told him that I appreciate the support and love, but you, 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 you're startling me, my man. Because you don't have any clothes on. I'm in, in, in my short shorts, um, breathing heavily and deeply, yet you're fucking screaming at me. I don't even know how I got on this. How did I get on this? Oh, so I think I got on this from you. I'm all, I am all jacked up on, 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 on a cafe uh, latte right now, by the way. Um, but the you talking to me segment. So you can hit me up. Uh, uh, and me and G Monetti at IamRapport.com. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter. You could ask questions, uh, request things, and 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 we're gonna have a segment where we deal with the fans, talk to the fans, speak to the fans, and and and, and uh, you know holler back. And the name of the segment is "You Talking to Me." Got it? Does it make sense? It's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. So I'm looking forward to doing that because I love, I love the questions and and all that stuff. Try to be creative. Um, you know, a lot of the, uh, one of the, probably, I have to say, probably the, um, most asked question that I've gotten since I've started, uh, the I Am Rapport stereo podcast, cause we are in stereo and no other podcast. We should have fucking branded that the I Am Rapport stereo podcast. Cause we truly are in stereo. Um, no other podcast can say that they, they, they started off in stereo, but we did. And and if, and if, if the other podcasts do say that, um, they're probably just not as good of a podcast. Um, cause you know, and I, and I love all, a lot of other podcasts, but you know, I'm into podcast beefs, creating them, um, and starting them and all that stuff. As long as it's above, above the, above the waist, you know, fun, fun podcast beefs. I don't want like some horrible biggie tupac shit and i don't really want b12 
beef beef. Um, but the question that I do get asked most on Twitter um, and on Instagram and, you know, at IamRapport.com is, yo, Mike, or yo, yo, Mike Rap, or yo, Gringo Mandingo, or Albino Rhino, all the monikers that I have, um, yo, is your fuck style really buck wild? And, and, and I get that. I get that. And I appreciate that, you know, the, the, the fuck style is buck wild. Um, the, you know, the hysteria over that is continuing to grow and, 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 you know, evolve. And everybody wants to know about my fuck style being buck wild. Yo, Mike, is your fuck style actually buck wild? Um, and then to other people be like, yo, Mike, rap, my fuck style is, is, is buck wild. And, 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 and he, but so when you're asking the questions, try to come up with something more creative than yo, Mike rap is your fuck style buck wild. Or just if, if, if you want to get on the, you talking to me segment, simply saying, yo, Mike rap, my fuck style is buck wild. I'm not going to acknowledge that because unless you're like a badass B chick, you're not getting acknowledgement in that. Okay. Harvey, Jerry, um, Frank, and the rest of you guys that ask these questions, and those are just the generic names for the guys that are asking those questions and saying that. Okay, Steve, I don't give a fuck if your fuck style is buckwall. I support it, and I'm happy, but but it's not going to get you, uh, uh, you know, the, the hype that you want on the You Talking to Me segment. Enough about that. Enough about that. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, so the Golden Globes, I got to tell you, I, I watched it with my sister, uh, my niece, and, and my girl. And I usually, I haven't watched a, an entire um, award show in a long time. But I fucks with Ricky Gervais. That little motherfucker, I, he just seems like he's short. I don't know, but I feel like he's probably under 5'7". No disrespect to anybody under 5'7". I'm talking about him, though. This little motherfucker, and I think he's definitely... Um, thugging i think he's, he's i think he's gay which is cool too because he sized up one of the uh uh people who came out that that guy uh eddie redman he sized them up and he got a laugh out of it like i think he was purposely doing it like yo i'm looking at that ass um but i fuck with you ricky gervais that guy's funny and he has balls and he did a good job he talks greasy Ricky Gervais was talking greasy. He shitted on Mel Gibson right to his face. I respect that. So he did a really, really, really good job hosting the the Golden Globes. Motherfuckers were shook, and I and I totally support um, um, Ricky Gervais as as a host of of where he shitted on NBC. He shitted on Mel Gibson. He was sh- NBC is the network that broadcasted. He he just was good. He called them all a bunch of the people that were in the audience, filthy animals or something like that. I thought he did a great job. Um, I, I, I was um, embarrassed for Lady Gaga, who won, uh, I think, Best Supporting Actor or Actress on um, American Horror Story, which I've heard a lot of good things about. And I guess it's a good, uh, you know, show. I've never seen it, but I know it's been, you know, well, well uh, reviewed and such. Um and she won Best Supporting Actress or Guest Guest Supporting Actress. 
and and went up there and completely played herself and and took herself way too fucking seriously went on way too long um cried and all this other bullshit like such an actress that's such an actress thing to do and she's not even an actress yet she admitted that she wanted to be an actress first and i bet you she probably is a good actress because she's super talented but she fucking played herself she she played herself. It was the most sort of stereotypical, like my art and I'm crying and then I was like, and I fucking like Lady Gaga. I don't know her music, but I like her whole thing. Um, but she needs to cool out. Don't take yourself so seriously. Um, you won um, uh, an award, a Golden Globe, a Golden Globe, not an Emmy or an Oscar. Not that they're that much more. Uh, um, dignified or important not that I wouldn't want to win any of those I would love to win all of them but you got to have perspective on it and Lady Gaga this isn't your first rodeo but she acted like uh, fucking you know she was in Schindler's List or she was did the uh, a remake of Apocalypse Now and she played the Marlon Brando character it, it wasn't any of that uh, Lady Gaga you also didn't come up there in your meat suit and, and all the foolishness that you come up to uh, all the, the music award shows and, and you know when you come up and clown uh makeup uh, on one side and then like you know other shit on the other side and you, you you weren't doing like i didn't recognize that it was lady gaga because she was so recognizable she came up there in a regular garb and she was crying and taking herself way too seriously and i i i hate to tell you you were not playing uh liam neeson's part in schindler's list or I don't know anything serious. It's just American Horror Story, uh, American Horror Story, which I guess is a good show. I know it's a campy sort of, you know, mock horror show, and it's and I know I'm not dissing the show. Um, I'm just dissing you, Lady Gaga, because you 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 took yourself way too seriously. Um, the um, second thing that 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 caught my attention uh, as, as far as winners, because Ricky Gervais was the first, and Gaga's. Uh, you know, was was the, the the first one who sort of played herself out. The fact that Stallone won for Creed, man, shit! I swear, I I I, I, I was like, I won. I love Rocky so much, and 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 have had such a love affair with that character and Sylvester Stallone from such a young age, six seven years old. I know I've talked about it a lot on the podcast and 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 I'm not saying I'm the the biggest Rocky fan ever but I'm not saying I'm not the biggest Rocky fan ever. I know there's other huge Rocky fans out there, but man, the fact that he won for best supporting actor for Creed was just great. And and you know, and if if you if you remember, you got to remember uh the fact that Rocky, he wrote that script. He was an unknown actor, a small you know, barely working actor, had done a few parts. He wrote this script. It got attention from Erwin Winkler and Robert Chardoff, who were the producers of Rocky, went on to produce those. I believe they produced The Godfather. I know they produced some Scorsese films. They definitely produced Raging Bull. They read the script. They 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 wanted to buy the script. They wanted to cast James Caan. They wanted to cast Robert Redford. They wanted to cast Burt Reynolds. They wanted to cast anybody except for the to- totally unknown uh, actor Sylvester Stallone. He said, "If you're gonna make the movie, I'm gonna star in it. Uh, it." It's sort of like an independent movie before independent movies, like what Quentin Tarantino did and what Robert Rodriguez did and what Ed Burns has, have done during the Sundance era of the '90s. Stallone did that in, in, in 1975, 76. To, to, to he 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 basically won. 
He basically won the lotto. Okay? Literally, because after Rocky, he went on to win $1.3 billion. And what he earned, he probably made close to a billion dollars from Rocky, from Rambo, and all the other things that he went on to do. But he basically bet on himself. The movies is about the guy with the shot of a lifetime. Um, and, and then the rest is history. But the fact that it's come full circle and, you know, he's had high, 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 high highs. And then he was sort of like, you know, low, 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 lows as an actor. He's went through personal strife. Um, you know, I know Stallone lost a son. He's had an incredible life. So the fact that he won Best Supporting Actor for Creed in basically a movie that it's called Creed and it's starring Michael B. Jordan, but it's essentially Rocky Seven. To me, it's like the Rocky story all over again. You never, ever, I wasn't even going to go see Creed. My friend Kevin Corrigan, my other friend Pat Healy, who's a writer, actor, and Kevin Corrigan, who's an actor, they both saw it before me and they were like, yo, it's dope. And then I started hearing from other people that it's dope, it's dope. I was, I was like, because Rocky Six sucked. It was such a fucking disappointment. And I was like, this is going to be bullshit. What the fuck is this Creed? And the movie was great. Of course, Michael B. Jordan was great. Great direction by the same dude who directed uh, Jordan in, in Fruitville Station. And Stallone made me cry. The movie made me cry. And he his performance was great. But even though it was great, you never would have thought, like, oh, he's going to win. He's going to win an award. The fact that he won the Golden Globe for Rocky, again, like I'm saying, it's like it's like Rocky all over again. You never, ever, ever would have thought. And that movie means so much to so many people that when he won, like I swear I almost fucking cried. Like I was so, it, it's like it's like we all won. It's like we all won. So I just thought that was the, um, the, 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 the best, most surprising award of the night and, and just such a, what a life this guy has had, Sylvester Stallone, and, and what a career, and uh, what a just American icon he is, you know, and, and all the good, the bad, and the Rambos, and the Expendables, and the Expendables Sixes, and everything. He, it's just incredible that, that, that he, he, he won Best Supporting Actor at the Golden Globes last night. So, man, I was just so happy for him. I was so happy for him, and so happy for the, the Rocky films and all that stuff. Um they mean so much to me. Um, and then uh, I was I was really happy that Leonardo DiCaprio won. I can't believe Quentin Tarantino uh, wasn't nominated and didn't win anything for um, uh, Hateful Eight. I was real happy that Leonardo DiCaprio won for um, Revelant. Um, I, I, you know, I feel like every time I say uh, the title of that movie, I pronounce it differently. I know I've called it Reverent. I know it's not that. Um, but he won Best Actor. And, and, and uh, you know, there was an article I read about him in, in this uh, online, this thing called The Slate. I don't know what that is. It, it's some hipster shit, The Slate, Slate Magazine or Slate.com. And it's online and they were like, why does Leonardo DiCaprio only date women between 20 and 25 years old? And I was like, this is some hipster shit. This is... This is the definition of player hating for real. The reason why Leonardo DiCaprio is only dating these young chicks, these badass young chicks, bad meaning good, is because he can. 
And all you little motherfucking hipsters uh, on, on Slate and Slate.com and you discuss politics and tech technology and business and news and commentary and every single thing that you do at Slate and all the fucking hipster shit and you're real smart and you do all this stuff, it's because he can. And if you could, and any man would admit it, could only date the baddest of the bad, bad meaning good, bad meaning fine, chicks, they would. And if he don't want to get married and he's not tied to anybody and he wants to freak off with all the young chicks that he wants to freak off with, let him do his thing. He's Leonardo DiCaprio. That's his fucking thing. And anybody that says that they wouldn't do that or they're trying to like shit on him somehow, yo, you, you'd be hard pressed in all of the days and all the film sets and all the chicks that Di- DiCaprio has been with and all the movie sets and all the people he's come in contact with, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone having any bad words to say about Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. Anyone, anyone that, that, that you'd be hard pressed to find. And he's come across tons and tons and tons of people. So don't try to shit on him. Don't player hate slate.com. Don't hate the player, hate the game. And if you could freak off like him, you'd be doing it. Trying to shit on my man and trying to shit on his, his fuck style. And analyze everything that, that he's doing and all that shit. It, 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 you know, and then they, they talked about this same thing, Slate.com talked about uh, how when, when he, you know, he talked about the indigenous people and the first generation people and he was giving shot. You know, he does a lot of fucking charitable. Work. They were saying how his remarks were cynical. Slate.com. I don't even know who you are. I just know I see you on Twitter. You're some fucking yo, you motherfuckers at Slate.com. You are some hipster motherfucking player hating ass motherfuckers. I need a cup of wine, glass of wine. Sometimes I drink it out of a cup. I think I I, I should drink uh, a glass of wine during the I Am Rapport podcast, especially on a day like today where I'm all fired up. Right, but, but sometimes yeah, I come home after a long day, and all I want to do is sip a nice glass of wine and relax. But unless I plan ahead, you don't even have a bottle in your house. Right, but the I Am Rapport podcast is now sponsored by. Club W. With Club W, you never have to worry about it being wine-free again. Club W is a revolutionary new wine club that sends you wine directly to your door, saving you all the trips to the grocery store. Not only does Club W send you the wine, they send you the wine that you love drinking. With Club W's easy six-question quiz, it figures out your palate, so every bottle you receive is a perfectly tailored bottle of wine to your taste. Club W is leading the grape-to-glass wine revolution. They make their own wine. They work directly with the vineyards to cut out the middleman, which saves you money. Club W even offers a no-risk guarantee that you'll love what they send you. Right now, Club W is offering my listeners 50% off your first order when you go to clubw.com slash Rappaport. That's clubw.com slash Rappaport. Don't ever come home to a wine-free house again. Just go to clubw.com slash Rappaport to get 50% off your first order. That's clubw.com. Trust me. I fucked with it. I like it. Send me six beautiful, fantastic, eclectic bottles of wine. That's right. I said eclectic bottles of wine. All right. So uh, that's it with the Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais. Lady fucking Gaga in her meat suit. Um, NBA All-Star Game is coming up. 
Kobe Bryant is the leading uh, candidate, the leading vote getter in the NBA All-Star Game, which I think is great. Uh, he's, he's retiring. Steph Curry, I think, is second. NBA All-Star Game uh, is, a, is a joke of a game, but a great weekend. I love it. I love participating in it. They're saying this, this thing about um, Steph Curry. They're calling uh, the, 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 the NBA uh, the most efficient NBA offensive player in the history of the NBA. NBA o- offensive efficiency. Now, I, I followed basketball for, for, for my whole life, pretty much, and I, I watch all these fucking shows, the starters and this one and that one and Stephen A. Smith and uh, Rick Berry and John Berry and John Berry third, and, you know, Brent Berry and John, yeah, all the Berries, all of them, all of them. I watch them all. My man Simmons, all of them. They're all smarter than me. They all are well uh, more versed. Jalen Rose, the NBA these guys got too much fucking time on their hands with the stats. What the hell is offensive efficiency? In a nutshell, you go to any park in this country, three on three, two on two, one on one, guy shooting around, full court, this asshole, that. Nobody will be able to tell you what the hell that actually means, offensive efficiency. Of course, the guys on NBA TV, the starters and the nerds and the freaks and the geeks, uh, of basketball lore, they'll be able to break this shit down. But 99.9% of us are just guys that like the sport. They're getting too highfalutin, all right, for their own goods. I want someone to explain to me what the heck NBA efficiency, offensive efficiency actually means. Nobody knows. Nobody can tell you exactly what that means, all right? And, uh, I'm, you know, like they're, they're nerding out a very simple basic sport by trying to get too cute with the uh with the with, 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 with all that stuff uh we're gonna cue in the, the the sick fuck of the week music this award is earned not given it's called the sick fuck of the week this guy's really sick lock him up how could you do it don't let him out damn who fucked the dog you what you fucked the dog why would you fuck the dog why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did. What? No. 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 I've spoken openly about the fact that I, I, I don't. I don't like cats. I don't. Uh, I, I've never met a cat that I, I really um, thought twice about. I like dogs. I have my dog, Wheezy, who's a rescue dog from the, the, the pounds uh, and shelters of New Orleans, Louisiana, post-Hurricane Katrina. Not that he was, like, you know, found in a swamp. He wasn't. But, I, I, you know, I try to dramatize it. Uh, three out of the four dogs that I've, that I've owned and loved have all been rescues, for better or for worse. Took home one dog one time from Mexico. Dog was a fucking banshee as a puppy. A wild banshee. Would eat through electrical sockets. Eat wire. But but, but I I rescued the little bastard. I called him Tony. I think my kids named him. And then we found him in an even better home. Because that fucking dog was, was, was as great as he was. He was not meant to be living on a, in a house. 
terrorized poor Wheezy, my, my dog that I have now who's five, but acts like he's like five months, thinks he's a puppy. He's not a puppy. Sweetest dog, does no tricks, um, fetches nothing. I don't think he could sniff out any disease, but he is the sweetest dog. Uh, very uh, gets attention from wherever he goes. He's like a you know like a Johnny Depp type. Very good looking, beautiful dog. So beautiful, people think that they assume he's a, he's a girl. He's not. Wheezy, not from the Jeffersons. Wheezy, Louisiana. Hence Wheezy, not Little Wayne, not Yeezy, Wheezy. Um, but I'm a dog guy. My mom's a cat person. Um, I, like I said, I don't give a shit about cats, but I'm an animal person. I'm not a savage. But the this sick fuck, uh, an animal shelter, uh, found a tiny purple kitten. Some sicko was uh, using this cat as like a as a as a chew animal as a chew toy for a, a dog was was would died the fucking thing the, the little kitten purple named the little bastard smurf and this poor cat was covered in bite marks and the vet veterinarians have saved saved the cat uh smurf again they call him smurf cuz some this person was died him bleached him uh, purple and 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 using him as a, as a chew toy for 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 a dog. He was found in the in 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 the in the you know in Redwood, California, Redwood City, California. He was you know had multiple bite marks and all the stuff. And 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 fortunately, he's being he's being saved and and found a new home. But the sick fuck who uh, who who was doing this, abusing this poor cat, is uh, this week's I Am Rappaport podcast sick fuck of the week again. Uh, I, I, my brother's allergic to cats. He, he can't even be in a, my mom has these, these, these cats. Um, um, and, 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 and my brother, my poor brother, he's there. He can't even breathe. My girlfriend, she went into my mom's house one time. She, she almost fucking fell out from the cats. I, and me personally, I just don't trust the little bastards, but I know a lot of people love cats and, 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 and I, I don't support any abuse of any animals. So the, the the person that is doing this, we're gonna track you down, you fuck you, uh, and 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 hand you the medal that you've earned as the sick fuck of the week. And and fortunately, the Nine Lives Foundation is taking care of this 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 little guy Smurf, the the cat that was a eight week old kitten, died him, bite marks, horrible, horrible. Um, and, and that's the sick fuck of the week, the person that was doing this. Oh, man, I, I'm actually, I am drinking wine from uh, Club W right now. Listen, here. I need to calm down. I get I get riled up doing the Iron Rapport podcast for the people. I'm sitting here in my underwear, <sighs> decompressing, and I'm wearing my Mack Weldon underwear because Mack Weldon underwear is comfortable. It smells good. It's a New York City-based company that lives and breathes New York. They make the best underwear, best t-shirts. I'm actually wearing Mack Weldon socks as well. Soft, comfortable, light materials and fabrics. You could shop online. I've shopped online. I've checked out like that. It takes a minute, literally. Once you get the hang of it, you could do it in less than a minute. Mack Weldon wants you to be comfortable and look good. I'm literally sitting here in my socks and underwear recording this week's episode of the Iron Rapport podcast. 
All right, it's perfect for the guy going for a run or the guy on the run. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, for 20% off your Mack Weldon underwear, socks, and T-shirts. They have sweatpants, soft, soft sweatpants, and sweatshirts. MacWeldon.com. Check it out. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. MacWeldon.com. I love all their products, and I'm comfortable right now. My socks and underwear. Speaking to you live from the gloom tour. Yo, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm glad you fucking lost. I'm glad you lost. You handled your, Marvin Lewis. It, 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 I don't think, I'm not saying he should be fired for losing or not losing because the players lost that game. The players being the dumbasses. That guy, Vontae Perfect. There's nothing perfect about you, Vontae Perfect. There is nothing perfect about you. And Pac Man Jones. I don't give a shit. Yo, you're not in high school. You're not in college. This isn't Pop Warner. You're not in the park. You're an NFL player, especially you, Pac-Man. You've done so much shit during your career. He's the dude, I believe, Pac-Man Jones, Adam Pac-Man Jones, who speaks to the rookies about being assholes when they come into the league. Like, he's the face of that shit. And, and he kept his nose out of trouble for, for a few seasons now. But you, you just, you can't figure it out. You fucked the Cincinnati Bagels. You and your guy, perfect, gave that game away. I never seen anything like that. I never seen a guy make an interception and, and win the game for his team and then do the dumb shit running off the field Right then and there, I would have kicked them right the fuck out of the game. I don't know why the NFL, I know it's a rough and tumble game. I know the mentality is physical. I know it's aggressive. I get all that. I support all that. I'm glad that they're trying to save the players and and, and fix the hits. I don't think they figured it all out with the penalties and the headshots and all that stuff. But if an asshole like this guy, perfect, makes an interception, and then wants to make a dick of himself and run all the way into the locker room. Why is he allowed to continue to play? Why is he not thrown out? The, the NBA, they shut all that shit down. I, I, I feel like the NFL hasn't figured it out. Like, they don't let the dude celebrate. You, you, you're, you're, giving, you're over-penalizing for some things. You're under-penalizing for, another, for other things. I don't think Roger Goodell is the guy to figure it out. I never seen a guy who's running a huge corporation with less of a, a, a sort of personality and disposition that it will appeal uh, and, and make fans who are essentially spending their money, uh, uh, you know, in, in charge. I'm not, I, I don't like to get into the analytics of sports and all that shit because you could do that on ESPN and NBA TV and NFL.com and NFL TV. I'm not a, an analyst. I'm just a fucking fan. But the NFL needs to figure something out. Because you don't let the guys celebrate, you 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 you're it's just a fucking mess. And 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 you know I wanted the Pittsburgh Steelers to win, but they lost, and then they won because of they the penalties. Um, this guy's trying to kill people out there, um, and then and then shit talking to the coach. And I know that Joey Porter, the assistant coach for the Steelers, shouldn't have been out there. But Adam Pacman Jones, it's the playoffs. It's not six on six in the backyard. You can't talk shit and do all that, especially you, Pac-Man Jones. You, you, anything you say 
is not going to be, you're, it's not going to go on. You've done so much dumb shit during your career that just don't say shit. Don't say shit. You, 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 it's not going to be bought. Any of the shit that you say, it's, it's not going to be bought by anybody. The referees do not like you. And there's a reason why they do not like you because you're a fucking dingbat. Would I ever say that to his face? Fuck no. Fuck no, I would never say that to his face. This is the Iron Rapport Podcast. I'm calling up my man G Monetti, a.k.a. G Moody, a.k.a. Uh, half of the Disco 2. They're now calling us the Disco 2, me and G Monetti, Rapport and Moody, the Disco 2. Um, my name is Michael Rapport. They call me the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Albino Rhino, a.k.a. the White Arsenio Hall. My partner's name is uh, G Monetti. A.K.A. the Black Ed McMahon, A.K.A. Uh, one half of the interracial 2016 Abbott and Costello, A.K.A. one half of the Disco Two. Be calling him up uh, during this podcast. We're doing it live and direct. If you've never listened to the Iron Rapport podcast, I'm gonna let you know we do not fact check anything. We pride ourselves on being the only non fact checking podcast out there. If anyone else says they're not fact-checking and takes pride in it like we do, they stolen that from us. Please let me know. We will get our Jew lawyers in on that. The Iron Rapport Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses is an award-winning sleep company that makes the most ridiculously relaxing and supportive mattresses sold directly to the consumers. Sleek, new design beds delivered directly to your doorstop in a small box. Casper Mattress is available in six sizes and has a 10-year full warranty. It's made and stitched right here in the United States of America. Free two- to five-day shipping in the United States and Canada. One day in New York City, Casper is so confident in the mattress that it'll give you 100 free nights to sleep on the mattress. If you don't like it, if you're not happy with your Casper mattress, they will pick the mattress up for free for a full refund. It'll donate or recycle the mattress to somebody who could really appreciate a great night's sleep, a great nap, or just a great lazy afternoon freaking off in your Casper mattress. Go to Casper.com and save 50 bucks using the promo code Rappaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. That's $50. Go to Casper.com. I sleep on my mattress every single night, and I love Casper. Yo, anybody on that Flocka? Anybody, anybody, uh, I don't even know if this is something you smoke, it's a pill, um, that flocka, uh, but, 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 uh, again, I, I, I like Florida, my mom, my mom spends half her, her life in Florida, so I, I'm not shitting on Florida, my grandparents lived in Miami when, uh, the Jews really, uh, had, uh, 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 uh Miami on lockdown before it got nuts, cause it was nuts and then it cooled out and then it got nuts again, now. I don't even know if there's any old Jews down there. But when I was a kid, go visit my grandmother, grandfather, grandma Al- Albert, grand- grand- grandpa Albert, grandma Francis. Uh, but but Florida now, it's like it, I, the, 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 that they're on that flocka, and, and a dude, a 24-year-old dude, Patrick Rempe, in Indian River County, Florida, was arrested the other day. This dumb fuck, hmm, you dumb fuck you. I mean, he's all whacked out. Face all broken out, needs a nice astringent, needs some of that good astringent on his grill. Uh, Tried to break into jail. He tried to break into a jail by ramming his car through the front, through the gate and the fences at a fucking prison to go visit his friends. 
And he, he told them he was on that flocka. I don't know what that flocka is, but I don't want no parts of that flocka. I'm sipping on my wine. That's uh, like, you know, that's, that, that's about as far as I'm going to take it. And this asshole, not only he's going to be in jail now, <clears throat> he ain't coming out. You got to get some sort of award as being one of the dumbest motherfuckers ever. Ever, ever, ever. Um, but, but, but he's got all kinds of criminal mischief and this, that, and the other uh, for trying to break into prison. Got to give a shout out to David Bowie. Uh, past, the great David Bowie, influential David Bowie. You know, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of David Bowie's, but I wasn't not a fan. Um, I know, I know all about him. I know about his influence. I know about, I know a lot of his music. Some of it I really like. Some of it, but he, I feel like if you're from New York City, David Bowie for some reason, although he's not New York, not from New York, I just feel like I don't know. I just grew up hearing about him, seeing him, Studio Fifty Four. All the Ziggy Stardust, all the Lou Reed affiliation. I mean, he's hugely influential. Even like people, you know, Prince. I mean, he's just he's just big. So shout out to him. Terrible that cancer man. God, man, yeah, that, that cancer got him. And and uh, so I just wanted to just you know give a little shout out to David Bowie. CI Rapport Stereo Podcast. So I think it's uh it's time to get the uh. The Blackhead McMahon on the phone. Uh, I'm going to call my man G. Monetti right now. Super fucking loud ring. Super. Fucking take that term out of, uh, it's misery. It's overused. Super pretty. Super cool. Yo, yo. Super pretty. Uh, I was just talking about taking that term super out. It's more of something that, uh, uh, assholes like myself sometimes get caught up in saying super. Also, I want to take, at what point does the term dude, referring to yourself as a dude, when are you too old to refer to yourself as a dude? I, I, dude, super, dude, dude <laughs> super, and awesome, awesome. I want that fucking word to be gone, awesome. Because remember it yeah. was gone? Like Remember like Sean Penn in... Uh, he 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 did awesome in 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 Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was like a term in the eighties, and then somehow or another it got brought back. I want it. I want it gone. I want it to. I want it to go away again. Remember? And and speaking of Sean Penn. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, sorry, this... sorry to interrupt you. This uh, uh, if, if those who you don't know, you've never heard uh, the Iron Rapport podcast. On the phone is G Monetti, G Moody, mm-hmm. aka the. Black Ed McMahon, a.k.a. one half of the Disco 2. Word. One half of the interracial Abbott and Costello. Uh, some people call him G. Monetti. Some people call him G. Moody. Some people just call him G. Uh, yes. I always like to... Cause the, uh, w- w- one thing that I would like from the fans of the Iron Rapport podcast, and, and there is a lot. Yo, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Spread the word like Big yeah. Bird. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to interrupt you, uh, Mister Mister Moody. Uh, you you you. I, I brought up I brought up uh, Sean Penn um, without thinking that Sean Penn is in the news, uh, and I I feel like you're going to be uh, leading the way into that. Uh, break it down, G Monetti. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Sean Penn, who does this dude think he is, man? You're, 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 he's out there 
uh, uh, with these uh, these uh, these these diplomats and and these these criminals, these international criminals, as like trying to be like the goal in between between the United States government. Yo, who do you think you are? You you you're, you're lucky these guys don't string you up. You 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 they don't know who you are. You lucky. He you talking and about you talking about your man El Chapo? Yeah, he, he's like he he he's, he's picturing himself as he's brokering the deal between uh, El Chapo's capture. El Chapo has alleged to kill hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. If he didn't do it by himself, he 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 had his hands in in in. And I know you could glorify and glamorize and all this shit. Chapo is a bad guy, very bad. And he's out there interviewing him. Well, you know he 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 thinks he's a rebel heart, and he's a uh, you know he he's a yo. Know, you're an actor, man. You're an actor. You, 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 Stay your ass in Hollywood. Go to the party. You you get out there in Mexico, they're gonna string your ass up, man. Yo, do you you think he unfolded a bill when he was out there with uh, El Chapo? And and for those of you don't know what unfold the bill means, uh, I don't really know what it means either. But I've heard it used in terms of sniff some of that uh, yayo. You think he, him, and El Chapo sniffed a little bit of that? Because it's it's alleged that you know Sean Penn likes that that nose candy, that booger sugar. Um, Yeah. You think him and Chapo, when they were out in the in the jungles of, of of Mexico doing the interview for Rolling Stone, unfolded a bill? Just you, what do you think about that? Do you think that that I, happened? I, I think that happened, and I think that Sean Penn had nothing to do with this guy's capture. Nothing. He he positioned himself like, look, I'm out here on some international shit. I'm brokering this huh. and this and that. Yo, let me tell. Let me talk to money. Yo, chill before you get killed. Just, just, just act in the movies. Do what you do. Do a bad boy too, right? And 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 get out the jungle. Let let the government deal with these animals. You you bring up bad boys because we we've talked about this on the Iron Rapport podcast before. When you did your little stint, your your uh, about thirty six hours in the tombs of Brooklyn, you said that uh, you were thinking about bad boys. The the movie with Sean Penn. Uh, I can't remember Isai Morales. Uh, from the '80s, very good film. I'm surprised that film hasn't been remade. Actually, it seems like a, it's ripe for the remake. Since you know that's the only way to, uh, if you don't have a Superman, Star Wars, Darth Vader, you have to remake some shit to 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 get it uh, to get it going. <laughs> um, you said when you were locked up uh, for the 36 hours, you uh, were were channeling Sean Penn um, in Bad Boys. You remember this? Yeah, yeah. Like when he was walking through the bullpen or going to the cell, I was thinking about how how he was walking. And I was like, yo, I gotta I gotta get like that. You right, know? Right, right. Cause, so cause you, Sean you, Penn is Sean Penn is a great uh, a great actor. A great that actor. Was straight up actor. Hey, I was talking earlier about the Golden Globe Awards and I don't know if I I, I would bet my, my, my bottom dollar that you didn't pay any attention to that. But I fucks with Ricky Gervais because uh, he was okay. shitting on everybody. In their face. Ricky Ger- I heard, I heard. Yo, I like how he goes. He's funny. But one of the people we didn't mention, because I spoke about uh, Lady Gaga and how she played herself, and then I talked about Stallone winning, and then DiCaprio, and how uh, uh, some some hipster fucks are trying to shit on his, his fuck style being buckwild, and the fact that he's a world-class stick man. Um, right. But, but Denzel won 
I can't remember the name of the award, but it was basically a lifetime achievement award. I think it's a something Peabody Award. I think it's the Peabody Award. Um, right. And 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 we've talked about Denzel on, on this show. Uh, who and then they were and then they were also saying because Stallone, I'm sure I would bet uh, it, it wasn't on purpose. Um, he forgot to thank Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler, both of who are uh, African American, or uh, as uh, other people like to say, black. Black people. Uh, yeah, I know African American because I was talking about the hipsters. You have to African. We Afri- had all kind of names. African American. Oh, it's African American. Um, um, and then they, and then on the internet they were saying that the reason why he didn't thank them. What do you think the reason why he didn't thank him was? What do you think the internet said why the reason why he didn't... He, he couldn't have just forgotten. Because, you know, you get caught up in the moment. They're saying, hurry up, hurry up. You, you're nervous. You want to make sure you thank your kids. And obviously, he should have thanked the people from Creed. But what do you think the reason why they were accusing Sylvester Sloan for not thanking them? Take a wild guess. Um, Take a wild uh, guess. Oh, uh, be, be, because because uh, they were black. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. he's a I, racist. I he's a racist, and that's why he didn't think him. It, it, it wasn't just because maybe like Denzel, like he didn't think every single director or this right. one does. It's it's because he's racist. That was the big uncovering last night during wow. Stallone. It, it, it's it's he's racist. It couldn't just be that you know maybe he got nervous even though he's Sylvester Stallone. Maybe he got overwhelmed. Maybe he got right. emotional. He's had a crazy life. A crazy. It, it's because he was racist. And and to what the way he was showing his racism uh, was by not thanking Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are really smart. Uh, Suck the shit right yeah, there. Yeah. You're man. really smart. You're really. And you know what? It. it, it, it I, I, that's for the game show that I'm trying to produce, uh, America's next top racist, and and I think uh, I, I'm definitely in there. Stallone now he's proven to be, uh, uh, he should definitely be in there because that's what the internet does, uh, uh, trying to find and pin America's next top racist. Oh, you, you you got to look at everything has to do with the racist from from. From uh, all, all the all the radicals and all the hipsters out there, you're always figuring it out. And by golly, you guys really do a good job of of pulling the rock out underneath uh, the 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 racists out there. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, but but Denzel, that was one of the things I didn't um, talk about. But you know, I, I wanted to say about these award things. Yes. Um, there's some acting shit I want to ask you. Um, if if the great actors. Like John Turturro, I heard you guys like Nick Turturro talking about John. He's a brilliant actor. If he doesn't get nominated or or get awards, then doesn't that make the awards worthless? Yo, like Ricky Gervais was saying, and I said it earlier during the podcast when I was going solo on that ass. Yo, of course, any actor, any performer wants to win these awards, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they mean nothing. At the end of the right. day, they they're not right or wrong. It, it, it's it's a lot of politics. It's a lot of right. you know, like Al Pacino. He didn't win for The Godfather. He didn't win for Serpico. He didn't win for Dog Day Afternoon. He didn't win for Scarface. He won for uh, the one where he was playing the blind guy, Scorsese. He didn't right. win for this. He didn't win for that. He didn't. Win. He won for I think it was The Aviator. I think it, it, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um. It's not sports. 
it, 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 it's either it's not right or wrong. You know, certain people win for certain reasons, certain years. Certain people win later on in life because they didn't win the first seventeen times they should have win. It, 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 you know, not to say that they don't mean a lot and they don't. Uh, but but at the end of the day, you could win an award and never be heard from again. Look at the chick. Exactly. Look at look Octavia Davis. She won the movie the, the award for um. Is it Davis? Octavia Spencer. Is it Spencer? Now I'm a, I'm a racist because I can't remember that actress's name who won for um. Uh, what the fuck? I can't. Oh. I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm. I'm racist. Um, it was. It was directed by a black guy. I'm definitely racist. And it was oh, shit. starring. Kill your ass now. The the the, the black actress. Uh, the, the heavy set black actress. I'm so racist. I can't remember the name. The fuck is? <laughs> it? What was the name of the? It was the heavy set girl. Lee Daniels directed it. Not Sapphire. Oh fuck. Anyway, oh, I don't. I don't. Oh, Octavia shit. Spencer, she won the Oscar for that. She hasn't been in a movie since, you know. So it doesn't necessarily mean your life's going to change. It's a it's a great thing to get. It's historical and all that stuff, but it's not right or wrong. It's not like the NBA Finals. Like the right team right. won the NBA Finals. Right. A lot of great people have never been nominated. A lot of great people have never won. John Turturro, in my opinion, is top five uh, uh, actors alive. He's never won an Oscar and or uh, I, I believe a Golden Globe, and I'm pretty sure an Emmy. Never won shit. See, that's, that's what I'm saying, Rap. So if everyone concedes that this guy is off the chart and he's not gotten any award, then what the fuck is that award worth? That's what I'm saying. But 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 that doesn't mean it's always wrong. It just doesn't mean it's always right. And, and you know, like, like sports. I was talking earlier about the Bengals versus the Steelers. The asshole on the Bengals, perfect. He won the game and then lost in the game. But you know what? At the end of the day, the right team won the game because even if the referees shouldn't have called the penalty on Pac-Man and blah, 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 the Bengals are so dumb. That team is so dumb and obviously has so little regard for the fans and for the rest of the team and the coach and all that stuff that they, 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 they did not deserve to win. Because if you're going to fuck up that much, you truly don't deserve to win. And, and Marvin yeah. Lewis... You know, you, you've given him a hard time. He's never won a playoff game. Should he be fired because of these players on his team being completely out of control? Yes. The coach is supposed to rein them in. That's why Tom Coughlin got canned because of Blondie. Wait, who's Blondie? Blondie? Was, wait, 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 who's Blondie? Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. He was, he was a maniac all over the field, all game. Now, Tom Coughlin says, yo, get out the fucking game, yo. You're, you're out of control. He takes him out for the half, right? Then he looks a little better. He looks like he's totally lost control, which is what Marvin Lewis. The coach is the guy who's in control. But are, 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 let me ask you a question. Are these guys controllable? Is Pac-Man Jones and this guy perfect? You saw Marvin Lewis trying to talk this guy down. Like, he was probably saying, yo, just be cool. You made the play. Let's just get the fuck out of here. But he couldn't do it. He wanted to take Antonio Brown's head off. Take him out. But is, is can anyone out. control this guy? Take him out. And I think that, you know, I'm not one of these guys who, like, think you should throw guys out of the game. But after what happened in the Carolina game with the Giants, and after what happened with this guy, Perfect, and Pac-Man Jones and all that shit, I'm thinking, the, and like, I don't think the NFL should be giving penalties for dudes doing celebrations within, you know, as long as it's not a whole fucking, like, it's not the Rockettes. As long as you don't do, like, a whole number. But the fact that they, they penalize guys for doing a little dance, they can't spike the football um, over the goalpost. I mean, where are you going to ever see a player 
be have the ability to spike a football. Like, and, and you're not even allowed to do that anymore. Now, if you hang on the fucking thing and you dismantle it like Jimmy Graham did, okay, that should be a penalty. But if you spike <laughs> the fucking ball over the goalpost, you're, you're not even allowed to do that anymore. So I think that like the NFL is like, I feel like in a way it's lost its way. And, and, and unfortunately, and I'm not, I don't think like, you know, it's a physical sport. I get all that shit. But at a certain point, they need to start throwing dudes out. Like in the NBA, you can't even blow on a guy, no Bruno, without getting thrown out. If you bump into like a, another player, you you might wind up getting um a, a suspe- suspended one game. The NFL, they need to get a hold of this shit. That's right, and I, I have a, I have a, a a plan. I have a suggestion for that, Rap. Oh, okay, good. This is a Moody's Moody's uh, NFL rules. If I'm a ref, if I'm Roger Goodell, and these motherfuckers are in the end zone and they're doing choreographed shit, right? Got motherfuckers dabbing, right? I'm the ref. I'll make my own video. Here's my shit. If he's dabbing, I'm gonna flag him. <laughs> if he's dabbing, I'm gonna flag him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Good shit, G Monetti. You should put that out as a single. If he's dabbing, I'm gonna flag him. I'm gonna him. flag him. I like that shit. Yeah, ooh, I, I agree. Watch me flag him. Yeah, ooh. I I agree. I agree. I agree, man. I I, I, uh, I agree. These guys are taking it too far. I mean, that guy perfect on the Bengals. He tried to fucking take out Roethlisberger's ankles. No, he has a history twisting ankles, and he had a uh, 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 he yo know, he's notorious for going helmet to helmet. So with all this concussion shit. Yo, you have to get this guy out of the game, man. Yeah, he's he's wild. And Pac-Man Jones. No nothing. credibility. You, you have none. You none. have none. You lost it. He, I said earlier, he's the dude that's the NFL. I, I, I'm pretty sure he speaks to the rookies about fucking up your career. Like, he's he's lost so much money with fines and suspensions. He's the dude they send to speak to the rookies. But now you can't even send him because he's not rehabilitated. His behavior is not improved. I mean, it's improved some. I don't want to say that. He 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 hasn't gotten in any crazy trouble. But you fucked your, your team up. Yeah, he got him thirty yards without a snap. Yeah, with nothing. You lost the game. Just be quiet. Dying Rapport Podcast is sponsored by the American Giant Clothing Company. AmericanGiant.com. Go on there. Sweatshirts, rough, well made, comfortable. Breathable, warm. In the, in the winter, you need yourself a nice American Giant zip-up hoodie or a pullover hoodie. American Giant. Go to AmericanGiant.com. Check out the T-shirts, the sweatshirts, the sweatpants. American Giant. So uh, what else is going on with you, G. Monetti? Uh, by the way, I'm going to ask you this. How's the, the, the G. Monetti GoFundMe project? Now, we, we all know that your house suffered a, a terrible fire up there in the Bronx. What's right. the latest going on with that? You're, 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 you're right now, you're living in a hotel. It seems to me that you're the only one who's really fucking caking off from this GoFundMe. You're, right now, you're living in a hotel. No, State Farm puts up the hotel because they think, like, my house is gone. I have nowhere to live, so that's part of the insurance. So I'm living out here in Wyo, in Yonkers and shit. So it's all good, man, you know. And the house is boarded up. And we're waiting for we're waiting for State Farm, and they 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 were uh, moved on things. So now we're assessing the damage 
and we're, we're going for a total gut job. Wow. So, so, so the all the people in the water, all the people that uh, support the G Monetti GoFundMe, the ILOs are coming to you. I know a lot of people got their T-shirts. Uh, the, 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 a few people who were getting their, their, uh, their meals. Uh, the, um, w- what are you cooking for the people? Oh, oxtails, uh, uh, you know, banana pudding, mm. sweet potato pie. Mm. You, get, you get a soul food delicacy, and you'll love it. If you've never had soul food, I'm going to give it to you right. Once the gloom tomb is fixed up, we're, we're, we're going to be making, uh, making good on our side of the deal for the GoFundMe, because uh, I know G. Monetti truly appreciates that. And uh, the, the fire, uh, 89 people, I think, were displaced from the fire up in the Boogie Down Bronx. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, and, people People are in shelters, man. It was bad. You know, and, and, and most of the homes got demolished. So mine is still up, and my neighbor's is up. So we're just trying to rebuild. So I thank all of the fans. We're going to be posting some pictures. You got to post some pictures of the, the uh, of the updates, the the good, the bad, and the ugly of the of the whole thing up there in the Boogie Down Bronx. So now that you're staying in a hotel temporarily, are you walking around the hotel butt ass naked? Oh no, no, no! no. I, I I got to get acclimated first. Okay. You know, people have to see me. Okay. And then they they know. Oh, that's that tall brother. He walks around naked. Okay. Okay. So, so you're 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 currently not doing that, but you plan on doing that once everybody feels safe and comfortable with you. Right. As, as they see me eating breakfast uh, day after day, and then I, and then one day they'll see me in the elevator, just walking through the elevator, like going from floor to floor, butt ass, and you'll be like, Yo, "How you doing?" Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, well, what else you got for me, G Monetti? I got my last my last thing. We had uh, Tom Coughlin, who gave the city of New York two Super Bowls. Mm. Two. Two Super Bowls. Something... Most, most motherfuckers don't get any. Mm. Right? So he gave us two. And the reason why he got canned, in my opinion, was because of Blondie. Right? And then they had Tiki Barber on the day Tom Coughlin had a press conference saying goodbye to the city of New York. The no good Tiki Barber came out and said Tom Coughlin was a pain in the ass. Right. What a low-class guy. And the reason why he said that, he gave some examples. Like, I saw Tom Coughlin in the locker room, and when he first came, I fucking, uh, he was walking towards me, and then I said, you know, I winked my eye at him, and Tom Coughlin said, don't wink your eye. Of course. Don't wink your eye. That's a that, that's a sixty plus year old man. That's not your friend. That's a coach. He's on some military shit. Yeah. See, and and see, he that's, t- that's he toned it shit. down. He toned it down throughout the years. Coughlin, like, and the players that spoke on his behalf when he when he when he when he, I don't know if it was like a, a mutual thing. Like he resigned. They were going to fire. It had been enough. He had been enough. Tiki Barber, you have no, you have nothing to stand on. Also, like you alienated your teammates. You had a job Word. at NBC. You, 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 you tried to do the the Michael Strahan playbook. Look what, look how good Michael Strahan has done since he left the Giants. But apparently, yep. you were such a prick. You fucked up every single opportunity that was handed to you. Hell yeah. And, and, and I have nothing against Tiki Barber. I was a huge fan of Tiki Barber, and and I like him. But but you 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 fucked it up. 
You fucked up. You wanted to be, you know, like, you know, Mr. Mr. Smooth, Mr. Joe Cool motherfucker. And and and, and apparently you were the bad guy and you want to shit on what? Tom Coughlin. Now, you have not, nothing to stand on. Like you your word is not uh it's not respected in those things because you you alienated your teammates. You alienated the people you work with. You you came in on some bullshit at NBC. He had a job that had nothing to do with football. Absolutely. Now check this out, right? The, the the year after he retired, remember he was ridiculing Eli. He said it, it was almost comical in right. the huddle. Right. <laughs> Eli won two Super Bowls and what two MVPs. Yeah. What is you doing? Yeah. What is you doing? <laughs> You're doing radio. You're doing radio broadcast. No disrespect to the radio people, but you were supposed to be Strahan, and now Strahan. He was on the Today Show. Yeah, Strahan's not. Yeah, that's the opportunity. If you if you win in New York, you have those opportunities, and you blew it. You had the opportunity, and you fucking blew it. That's my De Niro from Copland. Yo, uh, G Monetti. What else is is a uh, is a uh, is pop? Oh, I want. I want I, w- I want to shout out uh, uh. my man uh, Sadat X got an album. We we, we yo we gonna we gonna big up our guy. Yes, Sadat X from Brand KRS Nubian got an album. S- Sadat X from Brand Nubian, uh, KRS One got an album out. Yep. So these are our guys, and if you can listen to their shit, check them out. These are icons of hip hop music. Sadat X, KRS One. Yes. Check their shit out. You, you've been listening to them. I, ha- I haven't checked these new joints out, I have to say. But you said that, that this is that good shit, right? Yo, they are bringing, which which something that should have never left, boom back music back. New York City, that, that's our shit. That's our uh, culture, boom back music. So uh, Sadat X and KRS, it's that shit. And Sadat X is talking about grown people shit. Paying bills, raising family. Right, right. So, so good for them. Not seven hundred dollars sneakers. Yeah, thanks for them. These are our guys. And you'll, you'll never bury these people. We'll always keep them up. Oh yeah, how could you bury them? It's like uh, they try to. Yeah, they try they to try bury them. Man. They try to forget about these guys. It's 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 terrific. Yeah. It, it's horrific, horrific, not yeah. terrific, horrific, horrific. And, and we're always going to keep them at the upper echelon. Of, of this art form. And, and because the Iron Rapport podcast is a worldwide phenomenon, uh, we, we, when we say the shit is popping, the entire world shifts and moves at our every uh, our every vibration that comes from the uh, the Iron Rapport podcast. Absolutely. The Iron Rapport podcast is sponsored by the National Academy of Sports Medicine. The National Academy of Sports Medicine is looking for people who want an exciting, lucrative career doing something you love to do. NASM trainers are helping people reach their health and fitness goals, and the demand for trainers is huge. Imagine having a career doing something you'll love. Set your own hours, work in health clubs, sports clinics, and corporate wellness, and actually love the work you do. NASM guarantees you will land a job as a personal trainer within 60 days of getting your CPT certificate, or you'll get your money back. All right, go to myusatrainer.com for a free 14-day trial of their fun and fast online program. That's myusatrainer.com, myusatrainer.com. Restrictions do apply. Go to myusatrainer.com for details. All right, so speaking of uh, taking care of yourself, getting in shape, being a trainer, and that lifestyle, um, I, I, I must ask, again, G. Monetti, uh, number one, have you, have, you, have you set up? I know you haven't actually done it. 
Have you set up your your yearly physical? Number one and number two, how's your breath? I love you. I know you're like you're an asshole, Mike Rap. You, 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 like I could tell, like it's it's creating a little tension. But but how is your breath? And and, and hey, look and, here, man. Yes. Hey, look here, man. Yes. Uh, the fucking uh, the physical. Uh, I had to reschedule because, of course, I had a fire. So I had to, I had to set it up. Uh-huh. So I had to miss it. I had an adjuster. I had to come in and get. You know, I'm trying to get trying to get shit rolling with my crib. But I set it up again. And the the fucking uh, appointment is for Wednesday. You're actually getting a physical this week. Word of mother. So the next time we speak to you on this worldwide non-fact-checking phenomenon that is the I Am Rapport podcast, you will have the result. Knock on wood, hopefully. And don't, don't people don't think that I'm making light of it. The reason why I'm pushing my my, my brother, my my man. The blackhead McMahon to get a physical is purely out of love. So when I say, how's your breath? It's because the, 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 the odors that are coming from my man at times, I know you're going to argue with this, do not smell like the odors that would come from a healthy, a healthy, a healthy man. So, oh, man. I, 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 that's what I've tried to tell you. You think that I'm, I'm here. I'm, you, you think that I'm doing it for, for shits and giggles and I'm trying to embarrass you, uh, G. Monetti. But I, I, I told you with all due respect and love and admiration, um, the, the last time Y'all we spent sick. quality time together, your mouth smelled like shit. And I say this, no. I, I say this with, 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 with love and respect. And I also made a personal a personal New Year's resolution. I'm still trying to stick to my New Year's resolutions. I'm not on that Happy New Year shit, but I am trying to stick to a couple of New Year's resolutions thus far. And one of them is that if you're within arm's distance, and your your breath, not just you, just you're like I'm using you're like in general terms, but if someone's breath is violating my personal space. I have the right to say, yo, my man, or yo, sweetheart. It could be a girl. Your mouth smells like shit. I may or may not do it in in those blunt terms, but I have the right to say, yo, stick a fucking cert in your mouth because you smell (laughs) like shit. I have the right to do that. I should not be violated. Okay, because I was with a dude. I saw a dude this weekend. My man, I'm not going to say his name. And I I was with, uh, there were some girls, and I didn't say anything. And, and, and the reason why I didn't do it is because, number one, the dude is probably like 6'5", 270. And number two, but if we had been just mano a mano, I would have said, yo, I'm not going to say your name. But I would have just said, uh, you know, let's just say John Smith, your mouth smells like shit. But I didn't do it. But with, with you, my man, like when we're hanging out, if, if, if your breath smells like what I imagine Bill Cosby's breath smells like, I, 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 I feel like you, should, you shouldn't take it personally. You should be like, yo, Mike Rapp, thanks for saying that. I, I I don't take it personally. I, I I applaud you for kicking that shit, but that I was sick, B. Okay, okay, you were sick. Okay, so 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 the next time we speak to you about this this thing that's going on with your health, you, you're hopefully going to have a full physical top to bottom, and God willing, hopefully, there's no there's no surprises. Everything's healthy, and you're strong, and everything is good. You're, you're you're promising that not just to me, but to the to the to the to the legions and legions of people that are listening to this podcast. Is that correct? Yo, what up? I'm I'm getting it because my man Hot Rod Williams passed away from you know, and and he didn't get a, a physical and he didn't know what the fuck was happening. So and he was an athlete. So I know. Kind of spurred me into saying, yo, 
Rappaport is right. Okay. All right. All right. Um, you got anything else for me, G Monetti? Uh, nah, man. I was just, yo. Shout out to Funky Four Plus One More. Mm. Work my girl, Shaw Rock. Shaw Rock. The first female MC. Yes. Yes. Beautiful shit. Check her out on YouTube. It was rocking. Lil Roddy C. Yo. Hip hop was great back in the days, man. Check it out. Yo, do you ever see any in the Funky Four Plus One More uh, walking around, hanging around the Bronx? Have you ever seen any of them? Little Rocky C, I saw on my block, and I was talking to him, and I saluted him, and I told him, like, y'all, y'all motherfuckers are like John Coltrane and, 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 and the greats. And you know the thing he told me? He said, yo, we, we, we didn't perfect this shit in the basement or anything. We did this shit in the park. Mm. So, so if you MCing, you don't, these people didn't have records. So in order for them to be great, they had to be accepted by their peers in the parks rocking. That's what he told you, huh? Yeah, he was like, yo, LL perfected what they did in the basement, but there was no basement for Shaw Rock and them dudes. So, yo, hip-hop music in the 70s, yo, that, that, that's really a, a, a great thing, man, and people need to look at YouTube and see these guys, man. All right, Gmo Netty, yo, they don't call you the Black Ed McMahon for, for, for no reason. Um, I hope your, your physical comes out with super clean bill of health. Um, this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We are actually in stereo. And it's stereo. I, yo, <laughs> and, and, and uh, I think we're out, man. We're out. Peace.